When they held their baby boy in their arms for the first time, they could not have known he could not see. A few months later, while they were playing with him, they realized his eyes weren't following them. They were over here, but he was still looking over there. When they spoke, he turned his head, but when they moved, he didn't. And it started to dawn on them. Our baby boy is blind. They made plans. Visit the doctors, get him treatments, spend every shekel if necessary to help their blind boy see, but... For all their visits and treatments, all they had to show for it was a growing stack of doctor's bills and a shrinking stack of shekels for a blind boy, born blind, who was still blind. He listened as everyone around him described the red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet hues of the rainbow after the first summer rain. He could only imagine what red looked like and how it was different from blue. It must have been a tough day when his parents came to grips with the tough truth. Our blind boy will never see. That was years ago. This is today. He's a man now. His sight is still gone, but his hearing is strong. And he heard a rumor about a traveling preacher named Jesus and his dream team of fishermen, farmers, and even one internal revenue agent. And it's rumored that this miracle man and his band of merry men were unstopping deaf ears, healing lame limbs, even opening blind eyes. As the blind man sat in his worn-out roadside lawn chair with his beggar's cup in hand, he heard the parade. Two footsteps, four, six, eight, whom do we appreciate? Then ten, then twelve, fourteen. It sounds like twenty-four. No, no, twenty-six feet. That's thirteen pairs of feet. Could this be the Jesus and his twelve everybody's talking about? Then he heard one of the twelve whisper to Jesus. What happened to him, Lord? Did he sin or his parents that he was born blind? It was Jesus. And it was the usual question, even from the religious Somebody did wrong, right? But he heard a most unusual answer. It's not because of his sin or his parents' sin that he was born blind. No, this happened so the power of God could be seen in him. It felt good to know he didn't do anything wrong, but it even felt better to hear about the power of God and to hear that power might be seen in him. He had never seen anything, but he would have given up every shekel that ever fell in his lap just to see the power of God. Hey, good day to you, Simplify listeners. You're listening to L.J. Harry, and you're listening to Somebody Did Wrong, right? On Simplify. The next sound he heard was odd. Somebody spit on the ground right next to him. How rude. Then he felt hands on his eyes. Calloused hands like the hands of a carpenter, but for all the calluses, his touch was tender. The blind man rubbed his eyes and felt mud on his eyes. What is going on? Then Jesus spoke. Go, wash in the pool of Siloam. He was a little confused on how this whole power of God thing works, but he did what he was told and went to the pool. He dipped his hands in the pool, splashed water on his eyes, and for the first time in his lifetime, he saw his face in the water. He turned and saw a group of bronzed fishermen dragging their nets. He saw a mom cradling her crying baby and a farmer pushing his cart loaded with orange carrots and red radishes. He even saw the manna market merchantman peddling his manna muffins from his blue and white cart. For the first time in his life, he saw. He went running from the pool and a few of his friends were curious and concerned. Whoa, big fella, where's your cane? Where's your beggar's cup? Why are you out of your lawn chair? You could fall. 
and you can hear the excitement in his voice. I can see. I can see. Uh, Prove it. How many fingers am I holding up? Three. Okay, lucky guess. Four. Five. One. Two. None. Guys, he really can see. And they asked the obvious. Who healed you? That's when he told them an unbelievable story. A man called Jesus spit in the dirt near my feet, which I thought was kind of rude, but say la vie. Next thing I know, he made a mud ball, spread it over my eyes, and told me to wash in the pool of Siloam. I went to the pool blind, but bada bing, bada boom, I came back seeing. And by the way, your robe is wrinkled. I can, I can see now. They still weren't sold. Jesus healed you, huh? Where is he? The seeing man who was blind looked around, but Jesus was gone. So he turned back to his interrogators and said, I don't know. That's when they dragged him off to the Pharisees, the religious elite who loved the law but hated Jesus. They tried to assail the seeing man's testimony with their theology. No, no, no. Jesus can't heal you. He's not from God. And he's working on the Sabbath day. And everybody who obeys God obeys God's law. So tell me, Mr. Manborn Blind, how and why could this ordinary sinner do such extraordinary miracles for such an ordinary sinner on the Sabbath? They were so pleased with themselves. They tugged on their robes knowing they knew infinitely more than he knew. They knew the entire law of Moses from Genesis to Deuteronomy. He was still confusing green with gray. They acted like a professor who just trapped a freshman with an argument he could not answer. And he just shrugged his shoulders and said, I guess he must be a prophet. But they did not believe that, and they did not believe he was blind before or that he could see now. So they called in his mom and dad and interviewed them. This your son? Yes. Was he born blind? Yes. Can he see? Yes. How and who healed him? Um... We know he's our son, and we know he was born blind. We still have a few medical bills we're paying on if you want to help us out with those. But we have no idea how he was healed or who healed him, but he's old enough. Ask him. So they brought him back in again and grilled him again. And they said again, we know this man Jesus is a sinner. We know that. We study the law. You have it. We know what we know. What we don't know is why you would protest that a sinner healed you. And this next statement the former blind man made, is packed with more power than a thousand windmills. He said, I don't know if Jesus is a sinner, but I do know this. I was blind, but now I see. I don't know what you guys know. I don't know a lot about hamartyriology, the study of sin, or Christology, the study of Christ, but I do know this. For 25, 30, 35 years, I lived in darkness, camped out in an old worn-out lawn chair on the side of the road with a half-empty beggar's cup in my lap. But after Jesus touched me, I can see. I don't know how he did it, but I'm so glad he did. What about you? What do you have to say to this world about Jesus? I don't know how he did it, but I'm glad he did. I was lost, but now I'm found. I don't know how he covered my dark sin in his crimson blood and made me white as snow, but I'm so glad he did. Every one of us can testify, I was sick, but now I'm healed, or I was addicted, but now I'm free. Or even I was depressed, cutting, even suicidal, but one night I knelt in an altar and Jesus filled me with his spirit and with unspeakable, inexpressible, unexplainable, but undeniable joy. Sorry, Pharisees, you can have your theories. I have my testimony.
when the blind man couldn't show his interrogators a degree from Moses University or an engraved Bible with Rev Born Blind on the front. He showed them his changed life. Really, the blind ones were the ones around the man who was born blind. Our world needs to see a testimony, not just hear one. Our lives need to preach so loudly of what God has done that our world asks us to tell them what God has done. Finally, they listened to our formerly blind friend, and then they kicked him out of church. What started out to be the best day of his life turned out to be the worst day of his life. He was kicked out of church. That's when Jesus came back and found him. When men made it impossible for him to come to God, God came to him, and Jesus spoke again, and he recognized that friendly, familiar voice. And for the first time, he saw the friendly face that matched the voice, and he looked into the eyes of God in flesh, and Jesus asked him, Do you believe in the Son of Man? And he asked Jesus, Who is he, Lord? I want to believe. And Jesus said, Well, you've seen him. And he's speaking to you right now. His final answer was brimming with faith. The man who was born blind but now could see, who didn't have all the answers for all the religious questions, did not try to figure it out. He just worshipped. I wish I knew what happened to him. I wish I knew what happened to one of Jesus' first sold-out believers, the man who was born blind. Maybe he followed Jesus. Maybe he stayed home and worked the blue and white man a muffin cart. Maybe he opened up his own booth in the merchant market and he simply sat there and told everybody what Jesus had done. We have no idea. His story ends in John 9 and he exits the stage as Jesus takes center stage heading for the center cross. His story is written, but not ours. Our story is still being written. No matter what you understand or don't, just remember this. You have a testimony. Share your testimony. Live your life as a testimony. Live your life in such a way that the world hears it and the world sees it. I once was blind, but thanks be unto God. Now I see. Let's pray that the Lord would help us to live our testimony, whatever that may be, whatever God has delivered you from, kept you from, healed you of, saved you from, whatever it is. Let's pray that God would use us to live a testimony in such a way that we point people to him and share the glory of God with the world. Lord Jesus, we love you and bless your name. You are so good to us. You have done so much for us. You have answered so many prayers. You have saved us. You have redeemed us. You have delivered us. You have forgiven us. You have kept us. You've protected us. You've healed us. You've done so much. Thank you, God. Help us to live a testimony. Help us to live our lives as a testimony. Lord, when people see us, may they see what you have done in and for us, and may they give you glory for it. Help us to live as this man who was born blind after you worked the miracle. May we go around and share it with the world. Share it with others. Live it. Tell it. Help us to do that, Lord Jesus. We pray all for your glory. In the precious, lovely name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Hey, thanks so much, Simplify listeners. Click subscribe, click share, click the like, click the bell, click the follow, whatever button you can click that helps you to never miss an episode and to share with others so they don't have to miss an episode either.
Thanks so much for everybody who has been part of the Simplify listening audience. We're almost to 120,000 downloads, which is just outstanding. So thank you for all your kindness, faithfulness, loyalty to make Simplify part of your devotional walk with Jesus. I'd love to hear from you. You can find me on Facebook, lj.harry, or Instagram and Twitter, lj-a-n-d-a-n-d-r-e-a, lj and Andrea. I would love to know if Simplify is being a blessing to you. Tell me how. I would love to hear from you. Next week, I want to share with you a devotion called, I Believe, kind of. I'm looking forward to sharing that with you next week, and always look forward to walking closer with Jesus as we walk through Simplify.